The Little Girl and the Dragon, Part Two. A new day had come, and the little girl woke in her comfortable bed. The smells coming from downstairs signaled the start of breakfast in the inn. Feeling well rested and slightly hungry, she decided to get up, get dressed, and find herself some food. As she made her way down, the words of the storyteller played in her head. Beauty that he holds, there is darkness to match. Such an odd thing to say. Her stomach growled, taking her away from that thought into the crowd forming before her. The inn was quite busy this morning. The commotion was loud. People blocked her view, and chairs seemed to disappear in a blink. Seeing one that was empty, she made her way over only to find herself lost in the crowd not once, but twice, ending up back at the bottom of the stairs. Confused, she corrected herself, and with a determination one only finds when one is hungry, set off to give it another go. Unfortunately, it happened again. Confused and frustrated now, she started planning her next move, only to be distracted by the sight of a young boy, a young boy who was gliding through the rabble. Her annoyance grew as she peered at him from her place on the stairs. He was wearing patchwork clothes and on his head a blue toque. His hands were frantically trying to balance a great stack of plates as his feet danced around obstacle after obstacle. Excuse me, ma'am. One more second, sir. I'll be right with you. Well, if he can do it, why can't I? Once more, she stepped off the stairs, fixed on the chair in the corner. She climbed over tables, <laughs> crawled under legs, and pushed her way through, finally sitting down. <sighs> there. Busy being pleased at her accomplishment, a daring feat, I might add. She did not notice the young boy standing beside her, holding a perplexed look on his face. Where's your mother and father? He asked, scratching his head. Pardon? The young boy, seeming to understand the confusion, slowed his speech to help clear things up. Your mother and father, where are they? The perplexity grew deeper. Then why are you here? She leaned in close. I'm on an adventure. Really? A real adventure? About to reply that she only knew of one kind of adventure, two guards entered the inn. Make way, official 
Are they talking about you? She watched as Bob and Bob politely moved patrons out of their way. I think so. We are never going to find her, Bob. I'm finding it very difficult if I don't say so myself. I'm over here. Oh, there she is. Little girl, we have a gift for you. The guards approached her table. One of the Bobs held a gray cloak, which he carefully laid before her. Before he left, he being the storyteller, he stopped by to see us. Because he had to, Bob. We had to Anyway, he gave us this cloak and asked us if we would be so kind to bequeath it unto you the next time we saw you. The little girl excitedly grabbed the garment, inspecting every inch. Did he say anything else? Yes, he did. Now, what was it again? Ah, every adventurer needs a good cloak. You will not always have a bed to sleep in, and when you don't, a cloak is the next best thing. She threw it around her shoulders. It was slightly too big, but the group put their heads together and started making adjustments until it fit just right. Then Bob and Bob said their farewells and made their way out. After breakfast, she spent the rest of the morning gathering supplies within the village. The young boy offered his help as he knew where they could get the best deals, what tools were used for what, and which vendors to avoid. Once they had finished their errands, they went back to the inn for lunch. Upon entering, they overheard a conversation taking place at a nearby table. I heard it was over 60 meters long. And where did you hear a thing like that? From a friend. And how did they manage to see it and live? You can't just walk up to it. I know. The two quickly found a table and ordered their food. What do you think they're talking about? Well, where did it come from? Some say it came from hell itself. Has anyone died? I haven't heard it. Probably the whole. They're raising an arm to go and deal with it, I hear. that from your friend? Maybe. The young boy tore off a piece of bread and dipped it into his stew. I've been hearing about this. Hearing about what? The dragon. <gasps> dragon? Her father had told her stories of dragons. But that's all they were to her. Stories. They say it lives in the mountains. This was thrilling. She had found her adventure. She felt electric, and her feet were bursting to move. <gasps> Which mountain? There's a mountain range. A few weeks north of here. It's home to the Whispering Peak, the highest mountain in the realm. It's so high that the clouds block the top of sight. And the dragon is there? That's what I've heard. She knew what she had to do. She would go to the Whispering Peak and find this dragon. 
I will leave tomorrow morning. What? I have to see it for myself. It's dangerous. It's an adventure. It's a dragon. Do you have a map? No. Are you really going to do this? She was, and there was nothing he could say that would change her mind. Defeated, he went and found her a map of the kingdom. I think you're crazy. Do you know how far it is? And there's a lot between here and there. You don't have to come. You can stay here with your family and I'll go on the adventure of a lifetime. Coming back with all the stories I can carry. She said as she looked at her map. Too busy planning her route to notice that he gave no reply. For the rest of the day, the two of them planned out the quickest route to the mountain, avoiding unwanted roads and dangerous paths. Once she was satisfied with their work, she went to bed, anticipation growing in her stomach again. The sun barely peeked over the horizon, and the little girl was up, packed, and bounding down the stairs. The inn was quiet, unlike the morning before. Only a few people were awake at this hour. Some were busy cleaning while others were starting breakfast. The young boy was nowhere to be seen. And with the sun rising, she knew she had to continue her journey. Begrudgingly, she left the inn. The morning air was cold and the streets calm. She wrapped the cloak of the storyteller tighter around her body and kept her eyes peeled for the young boy hoping he would appear from around a corner or come running up from behind, feeling silly about sleeping in. But the gates of the village quickly approached, and he was still nowhere to be found. With a great sigh, she opened them and stepped to the other side. It took you long enough. She froze, quickly turned and saw sitting atop a barrel with his blue toque and packed bags the young boy. You came! Couldn't let you go alone. Now, I think our best bet is to go north. He smiled as he set off. You coming? The little girl laughed, <laughs> skipping to catch up, and the pair made their way down the road. Map in hand, they followed the road from the village, making camp when night fell, sitting around the fire as she shared the stories her father and mother had told her. During the day, they would try to make up their own, or finding other ways to pass the time, name the different birds they heard, sing made-up songs, or ones of old deeds that happened long, long ago. When the conversation turned towards the dragon, the young boy became easily frightened and would quickly change the subject. Some days they would pass others on the road who would give them food, water, and rumors of what they had heard. The king is bringing part of his army from the south to deal with that dragon. Why would he do that? Because it's a dragon. Can't have one of them flying about. Not good for business. It's probably just hungry. For people, I'd say. You'd be a small snack for him. Swallow you whole, it would. 
without even blinking an eye. Or blaze you up. Turn the ground you've been walking on into ash. Trees to charcoal. Boil the water in the river. All with a single breath it would. Say they got about 500 soldiers just for it. Seems like a lot. Or maybe too little? Well, it is a dragon. Has anyone tried talking to it? Talk to a dragon? <laughs> Dragons can't talk. Has anyone tried? Why don't you try? I'm sure you'll figure it out for all of us. <laughs> talk to a dragon. Can dragons talk? I don't see why not. More days passed, and soon they came to the edge of a forest with great looming trees whose thick trunks were covered in red bark. A breeze danced through the leaves, giving the forest an inviting whisper. We're on the right path. If you listen closely, you can hear the waterfall. Have you ever been this far out? She hoped he would say yes. Even though the forest looked peaceful, she couldn't shake a strange feeling. Her eyes darted from tree to tree. Something was in there. Not really. I've been out of the village a couple of times, but never this far. How did you know about the waterfall? Passing travelers would talk about it. I'm guessing it's the one up ahead. The path was new for them both. Whatever lay ahead, they would be facing it for the first time on their own. Now, if we were to take a moment from this story and look back to what the young boy just said, we would see that he was right. Travelers did use this path. And yes, indeed, there was a waterfall. And beside this waterfall, there was a bridge. But there is one detail the boy did not hear. And this is a crucial detail. Under the bridge, beside the waterfall, there lived a troll. An absolutely horrible troll. Its skin gray, leathery, and cracked, covered in a slimy moss that dripped from its body. It would prey on travelers that crossed its bridge, and the ones it caught, well, their bones would be used to make bracelets and earrings, shaking when the troll moved. Stories say it was at least eight feet tall and as wide as a carriage. The waterfall grew closer as they marched through the forest. Soon, a bridge came into view, a somewhat tiny bridge in comparison to other wide enough for a merchant cart to pass through, but not very long. If you were to throw a stone from one side to the other, you would not have to throw it hard to reach the other side. Um, is it safe? Looks safe. Come on. The young boy stood paralyzed. His eyes glued to the girl. The waterfall roared past him, but he only heard one sound. I 
leapt upon the bridge, shaking the structure, landing directly behind the young boy. The fear had left him helpless. All he wanted to do was run away, but his legs would not move. The little girl looked upon the beast. Its cracked, leathery skin shook when it spoke. It leaned down next to the boy's ear. So young. So fresh. You will make a fine addition to my collection. The troll slowly reached for the boy, slime dripping from its hand and mouth as it bent down. Without thinking, the little girl sprinted forwards and struck it upon its nose. Ah! Grabbing her friends, she pulled them back to the entrance. Troll charged and shoving the little girl out of the way. It scooped up the boy and dangled him high above its mouth, opening it wide, bringing the new snack closer and closer. He could feel the warm, terrible breath roll over his body. Its stench forced his eyes to water. The smell of rotten meat with the combination of sewage on a hot day made it hard to breathe. Stop! Shouted the little girl. The troll turned its head, glaring at her. Put him down, now! It made no movement to comply. And if I don't? Then I will use magic to stop you. The troll cocked its head. Magic. Confused, he looked to the boy, who quickly nodded in agreement with his friend. I will turn you into a frog. You have no magic in you. Put him down, and I'll show you. The troll hesitated, looking back and forth between the children, and it was in this moment the little girl made a discovery. The eyes of the troll were milky, unfocused, unsure. It would sniff before turning its head, as if its nose was telling it where to look. If you are so powerful, make me food of magic. Food out of magic? I will put your friend down, but you will stay here with me. I will give you Bring me food, or I will eat you both. I will need more time. One hour. She sprinted back down the path. Magic. Ha. She has no magic. The young boy sat up against the railing of the bridge. One hour. Then I will eat my fill. If your friend does not return, what shall we do? An evil grin smeared across its face. Should I squash you or roast you over my fire? He was shaking and sweating, but he tried to say something, anything. He needed to give his friend all the time he could. Uh, fire. 
What? Fire would be the wisest choice. Why? His mouth felt dry, and his hands clammy. Um, I am too small. If you were to squash me, there would be little left. Not enough food for you, I would think. The troll sat across from him. But if you put me over the fire, you could season me to perfection and cook me to your liking. The young boy almost fainted saying these words. Yes. Yes, I can taste it now. There is another way you could cook me. What way is that? It's too great a task. The troll grew angry. Do you not think I can do it? No, no, I did not say that. I meant to say, um, it is too great a task for myself. It would be nothing to you. Then what is it? Worried that the little girl would not return, he needed a plan of his own, one that would take hours to complete. In my village, at the end of every month, we cook in a special way. The ingredients, if combined right, can bring out all the flavors of the food, but they have to be measured very carefully. If one is off, it ruins the entire meal. Why would I do this? Why would you do this? Um, because, because if you do it this way, apparently there is a vision that comes to you in the night and brings you great fortune. That's why I said it's too great a task for me. No one. Right. Five leaves. The young boy went through his made up list, convincing the troll and even himself that these ingredients were for an actual meal. Meanwhile, a little girl was struggling to come up with her own plan. She had no idea how to make food out of magic and only an hour to learn, or come up with something different. Oh, what shall I do? What shall I do? She paced around the path thinking and planning and thinking. Caught up in her own thoughts, she did not look where she was going. And the next thing she knew, she was laying face down on the forest floor. <coughs> A rock had tripped her. Ugh, stupid rock. She stood back up and continued her pacing. She could think of nothing. The troll was too big, too strong, too fast. No plan worked. The rock stopped her toe. Ow. Angry at this rock, in the middle of the forest that seemed to only want to hurt her, she tried to lift it and throw it away. But it proved difficult, being that it was a larger rock, and larger rocks tend to be quite heavy. I bet the troll could lift this, she thought, and as soon as she did, a plan started to form. I bet the troll could lift this, but how do we get it there? Looking around for anything that would help, she remembered what the storyteller had said. If the needs a good Quickly untying it from her neck, 
She placed it on the ground and with great effort rolled the stone onto it. Please work. Wrapping the stone up and grabbing on the cloak's edges, she dragged it along the forest floor. It was still heavy, but manageable now. She headed back to the bridge. The troll and boy were still talking. The boy now describing how to mix the ingredients as beads of sweat fell from his chin. Noticing the girl walking up the path, the troll ended the conversation with a wave of his hand. A rush of relief washed over the boy. You've come back. Where is my food? <sighs> right here. But it's, it's not ready. I am hungry. Now! Okay, okay. She dragged the cloak forward and unwrapped it at its feet, the stone lying there. The troll leaned close and took a large sniff. Is it a stone? Right now it is, but this cloak is magical. I say a few words and it turns into a warm, freshly baked loaf of bread. She raised her hands above the stone and moved them in a circle. No viren, no there. There, it is now bread. The stone had not changed. Does it look like bread? <sighs> well, aren't you going to try? Mm. Troll raised it to its mouth and swallowed it whole. Go and get me, never. One is not enough. I will need more. She ran off, returning with another stone. The troll once again swallowed it. Another. This was repeated again and again. The troll growing fatter each trip. The plan was working. That was until she brought the last stone. Placing it before the troll, saying the same words, and just when it was about to be gobbled up, it slipped, landing right on the troll's foot. Ow! It's... it's still a stone! He grabbed his belly and jiggled this way that. Ah! They are all stones! It went to lunge, but fell flat on its face. The troll tried to stand, but could not move. The weight in his stomach was pinning it to the bridge. What have you done to me? The little girl grabbed the boy and sprinted across. I'll find you. I'll get you. Far enough away, the two stopped to catch their breath. How did you know? That would work. I didn't. But I, I, I couldn't let him meet you. Thanks. Do you know any magic? Not one bit. They both laughed. And with one adventure behind them, they continued along the path, making their way out of the forest and on with their journey. Neither knew what lay ahead of them, but whatever it was, they would face it together.
episode was brought to you by Voxstoria. If you have a second, please leave a review. It helps us out. Remember, where wondrous stories are told, marvelous adventures begin to unfold.